podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and thank you for downloading the latest episode of the Glasgow is Green podcast. This is episode 26 and I'm Stevie. Now before I get into things here, I just want to say thanks to everyone for their kind comments and positive feedback on episode 25 with Sean and James. You can follow Sean at Etienne Bojan and you can follow James at Juco James. There are excellent additions on the show and it was a very thought-provoking episode. And once more, it's now our number one downloaded show. So I don't have two exquisite guests on the show this time, but I do have Rizzo back and he's with me on this well, it's a wee bit of a mild Monday afternoon. Hello, John. Hi, Stevie. Another uh, exciting weekend at Celtic. I know, I just want to say to everyone as well, we actually started recording last night, but it turns out John has the Tony Ralston of Wi-Fi routers. Have you managed to upgrade that yet, John? Or are you going to have to constantly get a loan move in for this podcast every time you're having to do it? We'll just see what happens. We'll, uh, we'll take it as it comes. Would it, will we review it to the end of the season? Yes, we'll, we'll review it in Tom A and then maybe have another review in probably July. <laughs> right, first things first, John. I demand an apology from you because I said on episode 24 that Jim Goodwin was a better manager than Neil Lennon. You did you diddled on it, you were humming and hawing. But it's fair to say that he is streets ahead of our glorious leader tactically. Well, uh, yes, it did prove that on Saturday, and I was wrong. I apologise for that. Although that was based on how St Mon had played uh, in the first half in that semi-final against uh, the legendary David Martin, Dales Livingston. But for some reason, they uh, didn't attack and sort of played scared, which they didn't do against us. So that he must think that Livingston had a better team than Celtic. And then now he's probably right. But no, I mean... It was yet another terrible performance in what's been a season in him. So, he's a decent manager, Jim Goodwin, but I don't know if I'd like want to see the new era of Celtic begin under old Jim. Neil Lennon said that Saturday's result was the lowest ebb of his tenure at Celtic. You know, there's been so many of them, it seems like there's been at least eight or nine of low ebbs under him. There's Ferenc Faros, you know, Rangers at home, Sparta Prague, Ross County, St Johnston, we had Ibrox, Livingston away, Livingston at home as well. It's it's constant. He's not learning anything. He's doing the same old things. And again, after the game, losing 2-1, he chucked the players under the bus again. I know it's a cliche and an overused statement, but it, that's what he does. He doesn't take any responsibility and he just blames the players and... If you're one of the players playing under him, you're not ever going to be motivated and inspired, John. You're going to be sitting in that dressing room, seeing what he says, hugging home, shoving on the telly and seeing his latest Maronic interview and just going, why would I bother? The players are now going to be playing tomorrow against Kilmarnock at Rugby Park, who incidentally actually get rid of their manager who was underperforming, take notes Celtic. And the players are just going to go to Rugby Park and go through the motions. There's nothing to play for, especially with who's in charge. No, I mean, I doubt the players are very happy. I mean, Lennon isn't happy, to tell you the truth, but then he still stubbornly won't resign and the Celtic board and their infinite wisdom still won't sack him. I mean, I, at first I thought he would maybe get sacked, but then when I get into Saturday, 
I thought, no, they, they'll know. They'll just keep them on and we'll see what happens on Tuesday. Against Kilmarnock, which we'll probably win because Kilmarnock are probably in turmoil and all and we've got better players. I've got something just coming through just now. It's not in news that you think it's going to be. Kerry Dean has just said there was a question put to Neil Lennon in the press conference, which is going on right now as we record. If Neil Lennon has any plans to follow Peter Lowell out the door at the end of the season, Neil Lennon's just replied saying, why would it be my intention to go? Peter's decision has nothing to do with my position at all, or my coaches or any of the players. I don't understand the context of the question at all. So, this is a guy that's now just acting stupid. He's not a stupid man. He's not unintelligent, but he's acting it. Instead of just coming out and going, yeah, I can see why you're asking me that question, considering it's the end of an era, the end of a regime that has failed massively when it's mattered most. And he's just come out yet again with this weird, stubborn defence. And it's just a, a mad arrogance that I can't wrap my head around because if we were unlucky in these games or if it was just a couple of terrible decisions that had went against us, fair enough. But the trend has been one that has just been complete self-sabotage and yet again he's coming out acting as if he's higher, like bigger than the club. It's totally unacceptable and more fans are just going to get tired of his gimmick. I think Lennon will still believe, even though the evidence points to the contrary, that he can do the job and that if he was manager next season, would win the league back. I, I genuinely think Lennon believes that. And he's probably, even though we're doing crap, he'll have no intention of resigning, none at all. So that doesn't really surprise me. I mean, he probably could have worded it a bit better, but... No, he'll. I think he'll genuinely believe that next season, if we bought some decent players in, he could win his league back. I mean, I don't think that would happen. I think it's best for everybody that it's a whole new new broom at Celtic Park next season. But that doesn't surprise me. I do all right, considering you know my true thoughts and feelings about that club and that manager. And I come on here, and I'm pretty measured. And as you say, John, I keep it. Professional, your favourite word. I don't go into big rants and I don't shout and ball. I don't let the anger consume me, unlike a fucking manager we've got. But I'm very, I'm very close to just getting off in one, one of these days at how the club are standing by him and not doing anything. And I, you have to wonder, what has he got on the top beaks at Celtic? I can only assume there's some leverage or there's this clause in his contract that's hidden away that we don't know about. I think what they think is it's just like a one-off season and things will get back to the way they were next season and they'll blame COVID and no fans. I mean, the season hasn't been right since Ball and Goalie uh, went abroad. That's really put us in the back foot since then. The results in Europe have been dreadful, but then they've mostly been dreadful in, in the last maybe five years and Europe is just a bonus now. I think Celtic is they don't see it as a priority. Um, but the way we've lost the league obviously has been dreadful but I think they'll just see it as one of the seasons that happens to teams and that is why I think Lennon would think he would do the job next season and win his league back I mean you don't think he would I don't think he would I think the vast majority of fans wouldn't think that but I think that's just what he'll think and it wouldn't really surprise me if that's what Desmond thinks and but I think Peter Law would think that as well. An awful lot of uses of the word think. Nothing Neil Lennon says surprised me. He wants to keep being the manager and he'll think he's able to do that, even though the results this season prove that he's not. 
I don't think he'll be leaving anytime soon. I'll, I'll go back to that. I, I think we just got us episode twenty six. Think he'll be here till the end of the season. I see. It's just how bad it is. I always have a script and I always follow that script when I'm talking to you. But I've not done that here. And I guess this is just a, a shoot pod. But I don't even know what to say anymore because it seems like the fans are getting taken alone of. But John, a lot of people paid a lot of money before the season when. It's a real fucking financial crisis. It's an economic crisis now. It's a public health crisis. And a lot of people parted with that money in good faith that Celtic would act on that. And I know that it's a risk when you're giving that money over to a business and it's ultimately you can't control what they do, right? But you would expect that business to be operating professionally and rationally and for the best interests so that you're seen a level of competence and reward for your money and all I can see what they're doing to fans is the radio silence the lack of communication is just abhorrent the way that they're not commenting on the manager situation they said there'd be a review where is it? I mean it's for what I'm believing they're even patching the Celtic FC um, SLO John Paul Taylor what? (laughs) yes seriously like John Paul Taylor's been chasing up the review saying the fans are demanding it, the fans are needing to know. I thought he meant he was getting sacked. He's just getting ignored, John, and we're just seeing on the pitch the players are suffering, the club's suffering. I, I, ju- I can't understand anymore why they're sticking by the guy, and I, I do believe there's got to be a complete clear out. I don't believe in this give it to Kennedy to the end of the season because he's just as big a part of the problem as, as Neil Lennon, in my opinion. But I just feel, John, at this point, the club have to consider even something in the interim for a few months just to tide us to the end of the season that is Neil, Neil Lennon because he's a poison and he's he's manifesting his toxic aroma within that football <laughs> club and you can and you can tell and it's not even funny like it's not funny I'm not laughing it's just we've turned into a complete joke I mean, look, at, look at the Ben Davies thing did you see that? You kind of blame him for going to Liverpool no, I'm not blaming him. I'm blaming us for the fact that Johnny was available at the start of January and Celtic were only getting round to it towards the end of the transfer window. We knew that we were crying out for cover when Julian was injured before Ibrox. We knew that we were light in that regard because Shane Duffy is, is appalling. <laughs> the money, I believe it got sunk into Dubai, was came out today as £400,000. A good chunk of that money could have went into Ben Davis to get in a competent centre half in. The more importantly, you can think about a long term future with to build that defence around and a guy that's going to be there for a while. And they've just squandered it, man. I'm, I'm like you here. I don't know what to say anymore. It's the entire strategy and the entire culture of the club is a fucking shambles. Uh, it's not great to say the least. I mean, it's probably the worst it's been for about, well, at least 10 years. Since like the Tony Mowbray era, and I think that was really just a bad manager. Not just the club seemingly been in a shambles, which it is now. It's, I'm not really sure what's going to happen next. We've seen it umpteen times. I mean, I think it is likely that Lennon will be here until the end of the season. In fact, I think it's obvious. It shouldn't be, but I think that's what happened. And I think one of the reasons is they can't think of who to get in next. As you say, John Keddie's just as big a part of it. I mean, I don't think it would do him any good if he took over. I mean, I'd be, I don't know if I'd put in like Darren O'Dea or Stephen McManus. I think that would be a risk. I mean, all I've got to really play for this season is 
making sure we get second. And I think that even though we lost the other day, but I mean, we've got enough players to like have enough pride to finish second. But I, even though I won't let it go, I wouldn't do what you're suggesting, like throw in like a youth coach or something. I think that would just maybe make things even worse if possible. Stephen McManus. I mean, he was on Celtic. He, he's another one part of the issue. He was on Celtic TV with that prick Jerry McCulloch, um, Gary Caldwell was as well, and before the game, they completely forgot that St Mirren came off the back of a 5-1-1 at Tannadice, and they played really good football. That McCulloch was goading them into going, no, give me a shoot prediction for the game. They were, at, they were essentially doing what I used to do before I realised what a Celtic <laughs> team are. McManus was saying 3-0, Caldwell said, oh, it'll be 4-0, and then McCulloch was laughing away going, ah, that's just in the first half, and it was just... We got what we deserved when you saw that. It was just so disrespectful and tacky. And it's a football club TV channel. What do you expect? You don't expect. I expect a bit of respect towards the team that, for a start, have a better manager than us, and then played us off the park in the first half. Aye, I, but we still should have beat somewhere and, and comfortably. So I can understand. I'm not defending the Celtic TV guys, but I can understand why they'd say that. Even though we've been rubbish this season, it is a Celtic TV channel. It's not like. If, I'm no doubt St Mirren TV would have been saying, oh, we play our best for one. I don't think that's really getting worth worked up about, to tell you the truth. I just have a serious problem with guys like Jenny McCulloch, though, who shouldn't be in that position. And I agree with what you're saying about building for the future, and we need to do that, but certainly not under Neil Lennon, and it looks as one way or another, he's either going to be getting to me, that looks like 90% likely now, or he's going to get to next, um, get next season for a chance to do a rebuild, and he's got all these disappearing players, and He's going to end up buying in the amount of players that he bought in in the 2010 transfer window again. I can see that happening if he stays. But honestly, I don't think a youth manager is the worst idea. I mean, we'll agree to disagree on that one, John. But I just think Neil Lennon cannot be allowed to manifest at Celtic any longer. And I guess that's why I'm thinking about drastic times require drastic measures. Did you expect that Lennon was just going to leave and say today? Oh, I think I should leave at the end of the season. No, I thought the club would relieve him of his duties. I really did. I thought... No chance! But then I'm looking at the, the list I've got that I did on TJDS blog on Saturday about all the results we've had this season. And if the club were going to get rid of him, it would have been after the Sparta Prague games or, or the draws against Hibs and Livingston and falling further and further behind. And By the end of the week, John, you could be a whopping 26 points behind Rangers in that title race. It's not even a title race anymore, but in the league even. Right, let's talk about something else apart from Neil Lennon, please. Let's talk about the exciting exciting transfer window. Well, we've covered Ben Davies. um, We've got John Joe Kenny, Kenny, I believe, isn't it? It's what a loan deal from Everton. Brilliant. A great loan deal that's just going to solve everything in another short-term fix, which I thought so. I doubt he'll be here next season. I think it's just to plug the gap for Fimbrong leaving. Means Ayer gets to move into centre-half, though. That's true, and that's what we need. So that's a positive in this day of no positives. Uh, I mean, if he does well, so be it. I mean, I don't think he'll be under much pressure because we're sort of got nothing much to play for. So good luck to him. And what about Olivier and Cham? You've got an update on that. Yeah, well, it was meant to be an initial loan deal to Marseille with a £10 million transfer. But it looks like that's developed and it now looks like we're selling them for 
between four and a half million and five million pounds. Ah, I mean, he's not been in the team for months, so and it's probably just best leaving and restarting his career. I mean, I don't think he was going to play again. I doubt he'd have played again this season. So I think he's been a decent player for us. He's a couple of brilliant performances against Rangers, but he's done well enough and he like, helped us win a lot of trophies. So best of luck to him. Take it Lazio away as you're overriding memory of him. Uh, Lazio away and uh, that goal against Rangers, the winning goal in the first game of the 2018-19 season when he done a superb run and gone to the end of Roderick's uh, ball and uh, he scored a penalty against Rangers too. But uh, Lazio away, that was uh, a famous moment, a first ever win in Italy. So for that alone, he'll go down as uh, a Celtic favourite and uh, best of luck to him. If we're accepting the money from Marseille there for the option to buy for four and a half million. Are we that desperate for cash? I don't know about that. I think maybe the player probably wants to leave as well because he's not been getting a game. And I think the money probably helps because I think every team's suffering now with the pandemic. I mean, it's probably like the club wouldn't say not the money. The player probably wants to play regular football. So I'd say it's a decent amount of money. I don't think we would have any chance of getting anything like 10 million. One, he's not played. And two, I just don't think the money's there than in football. I mean, you might get some rare big money transfers with some daft English teams, but I really don't think in football now the money's there. I mean, teams are suffering badly. I'm no no main excuse, but the pandemic really is crippling teams. So I don't think that all of a sudden means we're going to sell Eddie or anything the night. But no, I mean, it's a fair enough deal. Regarding another player, it looks like we're keen on Spurs defender Jaffet Tanganga, who is one of a number of centre-backs that the club are looking at. We don't know about any more other than him, but again, another short-term loan deal, and this is what just pisses me off, because it's going to be these players that benefit, not the club. They'll only be in for a few months. Wait a minute, wait a minute. If we did sign a long a player on a big deal, I mean, a big sign of the day, people, including you, would start panicking that Oh no, Lennon's going to be here next season. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, yeah, you're right. I, I would still panic and I'd be annoyed, but I'd be less annoyed. <laughs> there's a there's a, a shred of a long term vision there, you know, and it's this short term fix that we have to get out of that mentality of just a patchwork job. I'm sick of it, and it's what's got us in this position. It's got to the point. See, we did get this uh, Jaffet Tangangan. We would have an on loan right back, two on loan centre halves. And an on loan left back at the club, and what's the common sense there? Because you know that again, you're going to have to rebuild all that at the end of the season. I think common sense is in short supply itself at the night, to tell you the truth. I mean, I, th- I just read that that Spurs guy is likely to stay at Tottenham, so I think we can maybe cross that one up the list. I, I, I'm not really sure what will happen the rest of the night. I mean, I think John Joe Kenny will definitely sign. I think in Cham will probably leave. I, I don't know, maybe we'll get another player in on loan, a centre back for somewhere. But I think that'll be about it, and I don't think any big players, well, former big players, will leave. I think maybe some will leave in the summer. But by the way, signing players uh, in January on loan in the short term, I mean, we've even done that when Brendan Rodgers was a manager. So, it's not anything new at Celtic. It's uh, definitely been an interesting day. Thanks to Neil Lennon for that uh, press conference that's knocked a podcast on his head. <laughs> I'm just stunned that the way the fans are being looked at by the club it's it's honestly as if they do look at it as all just as complete and utter fucking mugs it's total disdain and I, I, that's why the tone of this one is I think most football clubs do that not just Celtic 
Most football clubs take their fans for granted. Celtic are a special case this year, John. And the one thing I agree with it is they should have, they should have said something about this review that they were going to do, which I don't actually think really was. I think the, rev- the review was uh, Dermot Desmond's uh, thing at the start of the month on, in the paper saying he's staying at the end of the season. And I think that the outcry with Dubai and the results forced like the club into saying there's going to be a review. But then if there was a review, it said, no Lennon's to end the season, they'll be up, bro. So they really shouldn't have, they shouldn't have committed to a review, which I don't think was going to be a real review. <laughs> Nothing else really surprises me. Neil Lennon will still think he's the man for the job. He'll think it's a bad season. Well, if you think all the trophies that he's won, well, he'll think this is a bad season next year. Will be back. It might be deluded comments, and they probably are. But that's what he'll believe. That's what all football managers believe. Rarely do football managers, in fact, they never voluntarily leave. Never, and they'll learn, and it'll just be the same. I mean, if I don't want to talk about Rangers, but look at look at last season with Steven Gerrard. They were absolute crap after Christmas. He was constantly throwing players under the bus, like Lennon. And but I bet I, st- I still bring. He would have thought he could do the job and unfortunately this season's proved they can thanks to Celtic as well but I mean it doesn't surprise me Lennon said it's not going to make him happy but he'll firmly believe he's he can still do a job so I mean I do really think it's worth getting in a an angry resigned state of it I mean it's just typical football manager comment and I think Celtic's in a bit of state tomorrow the now no tomorrow they could be tomorrow after play Kilmarnock but I mean I have confidence that next season things will be better, but obviously it would help if Neil Lennon was the manager, but I mean it's just a pity this season has turned out the way it was. If it had happened, I think it's something like five or six in a row, I don't think there would have been as much frenzy. I think there still would have been anger, but I don't think it would have been anything like it because this season was a special season, but I say though along on here, I didn't think it would be easy to win ten in a row. I'm just a bit surprised that we've unravelled so much, but that's football. Before we talk about tomorrow, John, right, and you're saying next season might be an improvement, we'll have to wait and see. As long as Neil Lennon's in charge, though, I've got no faith or confidence in that at all. Not, the worst part is, at what point does Neil Lennon and his coaching staff stop going on about the hard luck, stop going on about, oh, things have went against us, Dubai, COVID, and actually look at, I don't want to talk about them too much, but again, look across the, the city, Look at where they are in the league, look at the stats and look at their record and go, aye, they've managed to actually improve, they've worked on their game, they've learned from their past mistakes. At what point does Neil Lennon look at them and go, oh, that's what we have to do, we have to learn as well as opposed to constant, constant excuses, man, that's the most tiresome bit, John, there's just no responsibility and he's always been like that and you're talking about next season being an improvement, a couple of bad results. What does it do with the players that are there? Say they don't want to be here. Blame the result on them. And then we're back to square one. The players are demotivated again, you know. That's my point. So I'd, I, as long as Neil Lennon's going to be at Celtic next season, I, I'm i struggling to, to be as optimistic as you. And I'm sorry for that, I'm just being honest. <laughs> so we're going, I don't know, man. So we're going to run the circles today. It would help if they did finally say Neil Lennon's leaving at the end of the season. But I... After Saturday night, I didn't expect them to come out and say, Lennon's off. I mean, if you look, this is going to sound weird, but if you look back to 
See when St. Moran beat us 3 nothing 30 years ago. Billy McNeil was the manager. We finished fifth that season. We didn't win anything and he was still the manager the next season. I mean, I know football's changed hugely since the, in 30 years, but it's not anything new here that having a god-awful season, but keeping faith in the manager. I mean, we finished fifth that season under Billy McNeil and Billy McNeil is Celtic's greatest ever captain. One of our greatest ever players. There's a statue of him outside Parkhead. And he presided, he presided over some absolutely god-awful results. And he's still a Celtic icon, and rightfully so. So I know football's changed massively since then. I know it's different now because we're the top dogs. And back then we weren't they? And we've had just amazing success the last four years. The last well, ten years, basically. But it's nothing new Celtic keeping faith in a bad manager. We've stuck, we've always gave managers time, even though it's not been a good idea. Neil Lennon shouldn't have been the manager since last year. But he has. I didn't expect him to say anything different today. And we'll just need to go on with it. And I know it'd be a big weight off the shoulders if they said Lennon's leaving at the end of the season, but I just think they maybe the only the only get I'll give them is that they're waiting for the right person to become available. And they know the person then they, they want isn't available or hasn't said yes or isn't out there. And obviously I know Lennon should leave. But, and I know I'm being just off my head here, probably getting any credence to the board at all in their plans, but just a wee look back there at history, kids, to show that Celtic have kept faith in managers after god-awful results before. Who knows what's going to happen in the future, but I would hope that they are looking for somebody to replace Lennon. Before we go, John, you know, it's glorify friendlies to the end of the season, but high professional pride in that. Come on, look, Rugby Park... They're in ninth place. They've just sacked their manager. Came off the back of a 3-2 defeat at Rugby Park against St Johnston. I don't even know how it'll go. This is a moment where uh, in the past, I would say we'll go there and we'll saunter it 3 or 4 now. But I, I don't know how it's going to go. Wouldn't surprise me if we lost. I think a draw on that surface is a likely result. I'll just shoot the now. It could be, could be anything, but I'm going to go away to each. No, I think we'll probably win because I think Kamala's confidence is probably through the floor even worse than us, because they were winning 2 nothing at the weekend and somehow transpired to lose 3-2. Even uh, we haven't done that recently, that I can remember. So uh, I think we'll probably age it 2-1 or something, but I don't know, just looking for some like good performances and a sign that Celtic are going to be worth watching between now and the end of the season. That would be uh, handy, but... Who knows if that'll happen, but I think we'll probably win like 2-1 or something. I'm going to just go with a, a two-each draw, but again, it wouldn't shock me, John, if if we did cruise it tomorrow with the pressure even completely off, but then you've got to remember these players are probably absolutely fucking sick of playing for that manager and maybe even might be pissed off at not being able to get away this month. We shall see. But yeah, this has been episode 26. Look, I mean, John, you always know I stick to a script and I do my planning, do my research and keep it as professional as I can when we do this, but and if Celtic aren't going to bother, why should, why should I? So I've just left it on this occasion and just done a shoot. And if people only to put off with this episode, then great. So I guess there'll be an episode 27. I don't know if John will want to be on it with me after this, but uh, John, give me your answer. You're going to make a deadline day move for Gigpod? I'll head under a table for two weeks, so I don't know anything at all that's happening at Celtic Football Club. And, uh, and then I'll, I'll I'll come out underneath the table and I'll see that nothing's changed and go back under it. <laughs> well, thank you for your loyalty, John. You're 
blind faith and stupid sense of loyalty to me is a bit like the way I am with Celtic Football Club. So I'll let you say bye and be cheery to the audience. I'm Stevie. Thanks a lot for listening, everyone. Again, thanks for the downloads uh, and the support recently. It's really been class from, from all the listeners. It's really been appreciated from myself. I don't know how John feels, but I'll let him take the floor as we say bye here. Of course, I appreciate it. Thanks to all the listeners for keeping faith with us podcast which has been able to document Celtic's downfall since we came back but uh, no I'm sure the next episode will be a bit more fun than this hopefully it won't be another gig pod unplanned extravaganza but uh, thanks everybody for listening and leave us uh, a review and ratings, good ones obviously on iTunes etc and we'll be back soon with another episode keep the faith, Celtic will come good again, we promise and of course, hail hail Podcast Network.